Greetings, friends. Welcome to another edition of Pushing the Envelope Music Decidedly Left of Center, featuring the finest in the outer realms of contemporary music from the worlds of rock, jazz, classical, world music, spoken word, ambient, electro-acoustic, etc., 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 with a healthy dollop of new and classic progressive rock. Well, today we opened with the music of Ioannis Sanakis from a release from 2008 on the NEOS, N-E-O-S, music label called Music for Keyboard Instruments Realized by Computer. The MIDI programming, that realization done by Daniel Grossman of uh, Zanakis piece entitled Evriali, E-V-R-Y-A-L-I. And I will now read you a brief essay from the liner notes. Hey, it's for me to explain the particulars about this. Rationality and emotionality are inseparately bound up with each other in the music of Xenakis. The structures of what remain essentially emotional pieces are to be understood as ciphers of human existence. Interpreters of his music are thus obliged to play the notes and make them as true to the text as possible. That is as may be, but none of the present compositions is really capable of being interpreted correctly. And there is more besides. Many a passage is not actually playable at all, because in all his works, Anakis often ignores or goes beyond the technical possibilities of the particular instrument. The question soon manifests itself as to why Anakis chose to write such complex works for a solo instrument and not for multiple pianos or harpsichords, or indeed for an ensemble. And why did he not realize these pieces as electronic or electroacoustic works aided by a computer? Here there are no human or instrumental limitations. Both the oral result and the artistic intention could be exploited to the full. It is possible that in the case of the present compositions, he wanted the flow of the music to be governed uniformly or from the center, something implied more by a solo work and a single interpreter. The desire to hear a composition exactly as Zanakis had in all probability imagined it, the notation is precise enough, remains legitimate nevertheless. The conductor, Daniel Grossman, presents with this CD possibly the first attempt at a reconstruction of the oral imaginings of the composer. The recordings come across as spontaneous, but are in reality the result of intensive work at the computer, and it was precisely in the field of loudness relationships that a plethora of single notes had to be finely gradated. The strict basic pulse and tempo given by the computer had been rendered slightly more human and are no less worse off for this. One important aim of his work was in the end to garner a convincing dramaturgy within a single work and thus bring about the optimum rendition of the relationship between the loud and soft sections as well as the best possible lengths of the crescendi and decrescendi. Paradoxically enough, it is just such a computer-aided recording that wholly evinces through its very rationality the enormous liveliness and freshness imminent in the music of Xenakis. There will be a quiz following the program. Ways you can get in touch with Pushing the Envelope. Our email, pushing the envelope, W-H-U-S, all schmushed together is one word, at gmail.com. And you can go to Twitter, and our Twitter 
handle is at envpusher numeral one. Let's open phase one with more mathematically oriented music from composer Misato Mochizuki, played on piano by Ning Yu, a track entitled Mobius Ring from Ms. Yu's 2020 new focus recording release of Being. Mochizuki's Mobius Ring is a musical manifestation of the mathematical paradox with the same name. Mochizuki writes, we pass successively from the front to the back of the ring while remaining on the same side of the ribbon. The work is arranged into a series of variations also based on repetitive pulsations. The stark processional opening leads through staggered off-kilter entrances, sequential chords, fast repeated notes in the high register, and percolating alternating textures marked by spiky accents. In each case, Mochizuki establishes a pattern and gradually deconstructs it, ultimately leading back to the repetitive pulsations that represent the inescapable starting point of the ribbon. After the piece is deconstructed down to one repeated note, Mochizuki begins to build the texture back up, first tentatively with harp-like ascending arpeggios, and then with a jaunty section featuring many of the motivic ideas from earlier in the work. Let us enter phase one with Misato Mochizuki's Mobius Ring brought to us by pianist Ning Yu here on 91.7 WHUS pushing the envelope.
Creepers, you are creeping around with Lucky Dave on WHUS Stores, Radio for the Creepers. People. What? Dave, the slogan is Radio for the People. That's not how I see it. This is radio. Nobody can see us. Stop and smell the store's campus, Mr. DJ. 
Take a walk in my shoes. Feel the dirt between my toes. This is WHUS Stores, Radio for the Creepers. Fine, Radio for the Creepers.
one of today's Pushing the Envelope with music from René Carré off a really cool music concrete compilation entitled Fragile Lesson from an online label entitled Institute for Alien Research. We heard Douze Oreilles Concrétesse. René Carré, sound artist, author, and composer of Concrete Music. After a series of sound and musical experiences during the 1980s, he developed his practice of sound manipulation on a tape recorder. Carré approaches sound as a vector of meaning, thus giving the pieces a character of writing by collage and mixing. He develops in his compositions a sound palette marked by roughness close to white noise. Through a concrete process, he uses all types of materials, various sound sources, sound archives, and snippets of voice. Lay motifs and emblematic sounds are found in several pieces, establishing the link throughout his compositions, creating an expressive personal universe. Before that, we heard Christian Marclay from the release More Encores from 1997. We heard Arthur Ferrante and Louis Teicher, who were really big back in the early 60s and late 50s, did some real Muzaki kind of piano playing, as well as some pretty experimental stuff. And prior to that, the track Frederick Chopin. Over the past 30 years, Marclay has explored the fusion of fine art and audio cultures, transforming sound and music into a visible physical form through performance, collage, sculpture, installation, photography, and video. His early work included a series of recycled records, this is from 1980 to 86, fragmented and reassembled vinyl records, literally taken apart and put back together, 
that became hybrid objects which could be played replete with abrupt leaps in tone and sound. In performance, he mixes a wide variety of records on up to eight turntables, fragmenting, repeating, altering speeds, playing the records backwards, etc. More Encores was originally released as a 10-inch vinyl record on No Man's Land, the German label, in 1988, composed entirely of records after whom each track is titled. And back yonder, we started the set out with Mobius Ring, composed by Misato Mochizuki and uh, interpreted on piano by Ning Yu from her album on the new Focus label of Being. Let's trot off to phase two with a track called Boy, B-U-O-Y, after Lawrence Crane featuring Ian Power, composer, but also on organ and appliances from his Maintenance Hums album released on 2020 on the Carrier label. Boy is for electric organ and household appliances controlled at the feet with power strips. Blender, mattress inflator, fan, vacuum, food processor, etc. An homage to Lawrence Crane's The Swim, the piece is slowly built from dense low organ chords buttressed by whirring harmonic appliance combinations. The appliances gradually take control of the narrative on, off, on, off, on. So that is how we will enter phase two of today's Pushing the Envelope here on 91.7 WHUS.
we closed out phase two with music from composer John Luther Adams from his Cold Blue music release from 2015, The Wind in High Places, featuring the Jack Quartet. Prior to that, from composer Chaya Zernoven, featuring Ryan Muncie on saxophone from his release, Hot, out on New Focus Recordings from 2013, we heard The Last Leaf for Sopranino Saxophone. And the reason I chose those two composers is because in reading through Ian Powers' bio, he has studied with both of those folks, and I thought it would make a nice seg. We started Phase 2 off with Boy, after Lawrence Crane, featuring Ian Power on organ and appliances, as well as composing the piece from his album Maintenance Hums on the Carrier label. We will enter the third and final phase of today's Pushing the Envelope with a real cool piece from Paul Dolden. From the album out on the Starkland label from 2014, entitled Who Has the Biggest Sound? To create the title work, Dolden logged over 6,000 hours in the studio. This massive accretion features tongue-in-cheek questions such as, who can play the fastest? Who has the biggest noise? Who has the nicest melodies? Beyond these queries, however, Dolden developed some highly refined imaginative cultural geographic intersections. And we're going to hear the Village Choir ask the important questions of the day. The Village Orchestra poses the main themes of this musical quest. The Village Wind Orchestra, the answer is blowing in the winds. Who has the biggest noise? And who can play the fastest? Music from Paul Dolden as we enter phase three of today's Pushing the Envelope.
Never had enough in stock When the feast was on the lawn The birds had picked it clean And had gone away We used to swim the nights of mystery Once we could swim the legs of the sea 
was young again They had sold out too many golden souls And so we close out another edition of Pushing the Envelope with music from the late Jack Bruce here in tandem with Clem Clemson on guitar, Billy Cobham on drums, and David Sanchez on keys from the Concert Classic release, Concert Classics Volume 9, tune post-war. The reason for playing that is the new release out from Jeff Berlin called Jack Songs, a release put out by Jeff Berlin. We heard Rope Ladder to the Moon and Smile Story and Morning Grin. And per Jeff Berlin, recording the music of Jack Bruce has been the most emotional recording project of my career. Jack was the greatest bass influence I ever had. In the center of his music, were the strange, wonderful bass lines weaving in and out of the key, reaching for resolutions and finding them again and again. Jack's playing was a living, evolving improvisation. Jack was the alpha and omega for me. I never would have become the bass player I became if I didn't hear his unfettered improvisations and innovations, his creating a completely original bass tone, and his playing every gig as if it was his last. So very cool stuff we will hear more of. And we started Phase 3 with a bunch of tracks from Paul Dolden's Who Has the Biggest Sound? out on the Starkland label from 2014. Have a good week, my friends, and we will see you next time. Till then, take care.
pages. They gave the green page to the railway. They told them. 